0: Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little known health care and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me. And today I have lots to share with you. So let's dig right in, shall we? Well, before we get started today, I want to remind you of a few program changes, new times. My show will be on a couple of new times, so I want to make you aware of that. You might want to grab a pen or pencil if you're driving. Obviously, you can't do that, but uh, I will speak slowly. The show Speak Up Talk Radio, hosted by me, I am changing the title back to my previous show title name of Speak Up and Stay Alive Patient Safety Radio, so we can delve a little more deeper into some of those aspects. Not that we won't hit some of these others that I've been talking about these past few years, but we're going to go back to Speak Up and Stay Alive. It will still be a 30-minute show on Saturday mornings in Cleveland, Ohio, on WHKW, AM 1220, The Word, but a half hour earlier. So instead of 9 o'clock, like you're used to on Saturday morning, tune in a half hour earlier at 8.30, Saturday at 8.30 on WHKW, AM 1220, The Word. Also simulcast on Warren Youngstown Station, WHKZ, AM 1440. So next week, you want to come back January uh, 4th, Saturday morning at 8.30. Another change is on Sundays in Cleveland on WHK. I've been moved from 6 o'clock in the evening to 2.30 in the afternoon. So you can find Speak Up and Stay Alive on Sundays, at 2.30 on WHK, a.m. 1420, the answer. So next Sunday, January 5th, at 2.30. So let's recap, speak up and stay alive with me, as your hostess, Pat Rulo, in Cleveland, Saturday morning at 8.30 on WHKW, a.m. 1220, and again on Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on WHK, a.m. 1420. And as always, you can hear the show and all of the previous episodes on our website, speakupandstayalive.com. And if you have any questions or can't remember this, call me, 440-725-5462. And I will repeat this again at the end of today's program, just in case you need to hear it again. Well, I want to end this year's show with a topic that is always dear to my heart, and that is infection prevention. And I have an email to read from Miguel that you'll enjoy. Infection prevention is an important component to patient safety and your healthcare safety in general because it's actually something we can be proactive about, something that is within our control. Many things are not, but this is. So when I received this email that I'm about to share with you, I had to laugh for a moment because obviously what I discuss via the airwaves really made this person not only stop and think, but it caused her to change her behavior and empowered her to become an advocate for herself, which is really what I'm all about. But before I read that, I wanna make you aware of a book I recently published called Healthcare Acquired Infections, The Troublemakers and How to Avoid Them. You know, as we've discussed, hand hygiene is the most important component in the prevention of hospital-acquired infections not only in the hospital, but if you go to your doctor's office, anywhere out in public, hand-washing rules. So with that and with the thought of cross-contamination and infections, which just happens to be my hot button because, as many of you know, during uh, the four months that my mom was in the hospital way back when, she contracted every hospital-acquired infection that there was. It was like a uh, menu. Would you like MRSA? We'll take it. How about some C. diff? Yes, add that. How about some central line-associated bloodstream infections? Yes, we'll take a few of those. Hospital-acquired pneumonia. Yep, I need that. Ventilator-associated pneumonia. Oh, for sure. Klebsiella. Catheter-associated urinary tract infections. <laughs> Many of those. How about some surgical site infections? IV site infections. Injection site infections. So with that experience and with the knowledge that I have, I've written a new book. It is called Healthcare Acquired Infections, The Troublemakers and How to Avoid Them. You know, to help you better understand each of the infections, I thought I would outline each one in this new book, and I've included very specific bullet points for you to take heed. Things like symptoms. What symptoms should you look for? What are the causes? The risk factors. How would you know if you were at risk for one of these infections? What about the complications? the diagnosis, how is this infection diagnosed, the treatment options, prevention, and most importantly, at the end of every chapter for each of the infections that I discuss, questions to ask your doctor. This way you'll already know. You won't have to think, gee, how do I phrase that? What should I ask? It's already filled out in this book for you. It's a quick, easy-to-read book, and it's only $10. I've made it affordable. It's a companion guide, really, for my main book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, but it also serves as a standalone as well. Just bring it to the hospital with you, lay it on the tray table. Everyone that walks in is going to say, What is that all about? And that opens up the conversation where you could say, I am concerned about healthcare acquired infections. Please wash your hands before touching me. It's a great opener. So, anyway, I discuss MRSA and C. diff, central line associated infections, hospital acquired pneumonias urinary tract infections, sepsis, just so many infections you can get in the hospital. And it's actually not a matter of if, it's really a matter of when, because these buggers live in the hospital and you can expect to find them there just as well as you would expect to find me at my house. So get a copy of this book, extremely, extremely important, Healthcare Acquired Infections, found at the website, speakupandstayalive.com speakupandstayalive.com. Go to the shop page. There you'll find a little link that says buy now. $10, a couple bucks for shipping and you will be safe. It's like insurance. You know, we insure packages in the mail. We insure our luggage. Do we ever insure ourselves and our safety when we go to the hospital? Uh, no. $10. And there you go. A little bit of safety, a little bit of insurance. Healthcare-acquired infections, the troublemakers, and how to avoid them. Only $10 at the website, speakupandstayalive.com, or you can call me to order 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. All righty. Well, here's the letter I received last week. The gal writes, Pat, I listen to you every week. And I have, since 2012, and I wanted to let you know how you've changed my life. I no longer open a public bathroom door without using a paper towel. I no longer have lemon slices in my ice water at a restaurant without worrying about the bacteria on the lemon peel. I can't use the remote in a hotel room because I don't know what the last person was doing while flipping through the adult movie channels i can't sit down on the hotel bedspread because i can only imagine what has happened on it since it was last washed i have trouble shaking hands with someone who has been driving because the number one pastime while driving alone is picking one's nose i can't touch any woman's purse for fear she has placed it on the floor of a public bathroom also now i have to scrub the top of every can i open to avoid bacteria from falling into my food. Thanks to you, I give my washing machine a mouthwash to get rid of the peanut size of E. coli that accumulates after doing loads of underwear. I no longer check the coin return on payphones or candy or pop machines because I could be pricked with a needle infected with AIDS. I don't know how long ago I must have talked about that i can't use anyone's toilet but mine because a big brown african spider is lurking under the seat to cause me instant death when it bites my butt (laughs) and when i go shopping i no longer use the baby seat to store my items thanks to your advice about baby bottoms and dirty diapers pat thanks to you i also feel brave enough to ask my doctor to wash his hands before he examines me and I never was able to do that before. In fact, I've learned so much from your radio programs that I feel much more confident whenever I use the health care system. Even though some of this is scary, you've given me a voice that I now use with confidence and authority. So thank you. Well, I thought this was a fun email, as it highlighted just a few of our infection prevention conversations this past year, maybe even the past many years, and it points to the fact that there is so much we need to know in order to be stewards of our own good health. And as I've said before, I'm not here to scare you, just to prepare you. So before we leave this email, for those who may have missed the show that talked about some of these things, I'd like to offer my short comments. She says, I no longer open a public bathroom door without using a paper towel. And I say, that only makes sense. When you do a good job and wash your hands prior to leaving a restroom and then touch the door handle used by so many who don't wash their hands, well, you're recontaminating your freshly washed hands. Doesn't make sense, does it? She says, I no longer have lemon slices in my ice water at a restaurant without worrying about the bacteria on the lemon peel. And I say, Can you imagine how many unwashed hands may have touched that piece of lemon? Do you think they even washed the lemon before they sliced it? Or how old is that lemon slice? Ugh, no thanks. I just bring my own bottle of water with me in my purse. She said, I can't use the remote in a hotel room because I don't know what the last person was doing while flipping through the adult movie channels. And we address this often, as the TV remote is the germiest object in a hospital room, too. And who says it has to be someone watching adult movies? What about kids? Children are notorious for seldom washing their hands. When I used to travel, I'd bring a canister of bleach wipes with me and wipe down the hotel doorknobs, light switches, TV remote, bedside tables, lamp switches, and, of course, the bathrooms. Ugh, it was a full day's work. No thanks. And let me digress, as I so love to do. Back in the day, Bob and I had an employee benefits company, and we had some huge hotel accounts where we had to visit with each and every employee one-on-one to offer life insurance and disability insurance without asking any medical questions, and the premium was deducted from the employee's weekly paycheck. It was a beautiful offering where we were able to insure people who couldn't get coverage anywhere else due to any health issues they might have had. So, because we didn't want any adverse selection, this meant that we had to see every single employee and get them to either sign up or sign off. And this meant digging every employee out of every corner from where they were hiding and in hotels. Often, we would meet with the housekeeping staff while they were actually cleaning. (laughs) Probably shouldn't use that word while they were often pretending to clean the rooms. It was then I had to stop staying in hotel rooms. Drinking glasses. Back in the day, and maybe still today, I don't know, but there were glass drinking glasses in the bathrooms, supposedly sanitized, and left with a little protective paper cap on top. You probably remember those. I guess to prevent dust from getting inside? Who knows? But... I can't tell you how often I watched a housekeeper clean the bathroom with a rag and then wipe the glass with the same rag and then pop that little paper hat on top of it. Oh, seriously, on more than many occasions I saw that. Or how about the paper strip wrapped across the toilet seat that says sanitized for your protection? Oh, but no one cleaned the seat of the toilet. Ugh! Or how about using the same rag to clean all of the rooms? I watched that, going from room to room to room with the same rag. You want to talk about cross-contamination? Or how about smoothing out the bed sheets without changing them? I watched that happen. So lest you think I'm a germ fool, I'm here to tell you what I actually watched with my very own eyes. So if you must stay in a hotel room, bring bleach wipes and use them before you touch anything. And certainly, do not drink out of those glasses. Don't even drink out of those paper ones that are already wrapped in plastic. I'm imagining if they're wiping glasses with dirty rags, they're probably re-wrapping plastic glasses with the plastic. I don't know. Just bring your own bottle of water. All right, the gal who wrote to me said, I can't sit down on the hotel bedspread because I can only imagine what has happened on it since it was last washed. Well, here's what I used to do. I would gently pull it off with a finger or two and lay it in the corner and then wash my hands. Then I always asked housekeeping for an extra top sheet, and then I would cover the nasty blanket with the clean sheet, fold it over at the top so it didn't touch my face while I was sleeping either. So now you can lay on the bed or in it without wondering who did what on the bedspread that seldom gets laundered. And uh, I do have some very icky stories about that, but I will leave those for non airwaves conversation. Don't need the FCC after me. All right. She said, I have trouble shaking hands with someone who has been driving because the number one pastime while driving alone is picking one's nose, although cell phone usage may be overtaking the number one spot. Well, either way, noses or cell phones. And just a little side piece, cell phones are so nasty. People don't wash them. People don't clean them. People don't sanitize them. And that's why I have my essential oil spray called Dirty Talk, little tiny commercial. It's a cell phone spray that you can get at zapnzen.com, Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com. It's called Dirty Talk. It cleans your cell phones with an antibiotic, antimicrobial, antifungal, anti-anti- essential oil cleaner that smells so good made with some cinnamon and other goodies called dirty talk at zap and zen anyway cell phones noses I don't care shaking hands is just a bad practice I always wonder when someone puts their hand out to me where has that hand been and why do we need to press flesh against flesh to greet a stranger who came up with this it's very bizarre very bizarre practice indeed how about a head nod or a bow heck I'd even curtsy. Then she says I can't touch any woman's purse for fear she has placed it on the floor of a public bathroom. Oh, so true, and how many women come home and first thing, set their purse on the kitchen counter where they will soon be preparing food? Bad idea. A good practice is to routinely clean the bottom and inside of your purse with disinfecting bleach wipes or, again, commercial My spray called Hospital Helper, it's a MRSA Be Gone spray. You can use it not just in hospitals, but anywhere. Spray the bottom of your purse, spray the inside of your purse, spray anything. And the antibiotic, antimicrobial factors of some of the ingredients like tea tree oil and lemongrass will keep those germs at bay at zappinzen.com. Also, she said, now I have to scrub the top of every can I open to avoid bacteria from falling into my food. Well, again, similar to the bottom of a purse, where have those cans been? Who has touched them a thousand times? Think of the dirty grocery store conveyor belt at the checkout. Ugh. When you get home from shopping, grab a few bleach wipes and give the can tops a swipe. Or at the very least, rinse the tops with hot soapy water prior to opening. And don't forget to occasionally sanitize your can opener. Heck, you can spray that with uh, dirty talk, or you can spray it with my hospital helper. She says, thanks to you, I give my washing machine a mouthwash to get rid of the peanut size of E. coli that accumulates after doing loads of underwear. That's right. Our microbiologist friend, Dr. Chuck Gerba, also known as Dr. Germ of the University of Arizona, he suggests to make your underwear load the last wash of the week, and then to run an empty cycle. No clothes, just hot water, and a cup or so of bleach to disinfect the inside of the drum. Not a bad idea. She said, I no longer check the coin return on payphones because I could be pricked with a needle infected with AIDS. Well, I don't remember talking about that one because I don't think there are many payphones left, But I do remember when that was an issue. But the same would go for any gumball or candy machines and pop machines, anything that has a coin return. But now we have worse worries, as the city of New York and others have turned all of their outdoor payphones into Wi-Fi hotspots, radiating those that walk by with a not-so-healthy dose of radiation. Darned payphones! She said, I can't use anyone's toilet but mine because of a big brown African spider might be lurking under the seat to cause me instant death when it bites my butt. Huh. I don't know that I talked about that, but I do remember seeing the picture on Facebook. It gives a whole new meaning to using the bathroom in the middle of the night. She said, I, when I go shopping, I no longer use the baby seat to store my items thanks to your advice about baby bottoms and dirty diapers. And yes, Studies have been done on shopping carts and especially the seats where kids sit. So use the sanitizing wipes to thoroughly clean at least the cart handles and do not put any of your shopping items in the baby seat. And finally, she thanked me for empowering her to speak up during any health care or hospital encounter, and that makes me happy. And I say to her, thank you, right back to the gal who wrote this, and to all of you who listen and appreciate this program. So, we're heading out. A new year's coming along. And I want to give you a quick reminder or two. Be sure to start the new year with healthcare safety on your to-do list. Now more than ever, you need to be in charge of you. And you can do that by purchasing a copy of my book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Patient Advocate Hospital Survival Guide. It's helped so many people, as well as my newest must-read book, Healthcare Acquired Infections, The Troublemakers, and How to Avoid Them. It's really an easy read, but heck, you don't even have to read the books. Just bring them with you or give them as a gift to someone who's in the hospital. Simply lay it on the tray table and watch everyone who comes in either look at it with knowing eyes, or usually they'll ask the question about it, what is this? That opens up the conversation about patient safety, and that's all you want. You can order the book online at speakupandstayalive.com or by phone 440-725-5462. And a second reminder, if you belong to a group, any kind of group, a club, senior group, women's group, men's group, church, organization, hospital, nurses associations, I don't care, it doesn't matter. Invite me to speak. This is a universal topic. It's fresh and it's actually useful. Call me and let me know what events you have coming up where you need me as a speaker. 440-725-5462 or email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com. And finally, beginning with the first show in January 2020, that's next week, I'll still be 30 minutes on Saturday mornings in Cleveland, Ohio, on WHKW, AM 1220, The Word, but a half hour earlier, so tune in at 8.30 instead of 9. 8.30, Saturday morning, next week. Same for Warren Youngstown on WHKZ, AM 1440 at 8.30. So, Another change, Sundays in Cleveland on WHK, which is a.m. 1420 from 6 in the evening to 2.30 in the afternoon. You'll find me at Speak Up and Stay Alive on Sundays at 2.30 on WHK, a.m. 1420, the answer. Quick recap, Speak Up and Stay Alive with me as your hostess, Pat Rulo, in Cleveland, Saturday mornings at 8.30 on WHKW, a.m. 1220, and again on Sunday afternoon at 2.30 on WHK, a.m. 1420. And as always, you can hear the show and all of the previous episodes on our website, speakupandstayalive.com, all spelled out, speakupandstayalive.com. And if you have questions, call me, 440-725-5462, and leave a message on the radio studio line, 440 725 fifty four, sixty two. Well as this year comes to a close, I want to thank you for sharing your ears with me. I appreciate every single phone call and email and I especially love it when I can meet listeners at my speaking events. My only goal in being here is to help you to perhaps not go through some of the challenges my mom endured during her ten year healthcare journey and becoming A little bit more informed can go a long way to feeling empowered enough to speak up for yourself so as we begin a new year I encourage you to appreciate the positive things and the positive people in your life mentally throw out all that weighs heavy and use your mind to create a fresh start you can do that begin by disconnecting from technology for a while turn off your cell phone Pick up a real book, visit with an old friend, and I hope that's me, and I hope I see you next week, January 4th and 5th, 2020, at the New Times. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week, and a very healthy and happy New Year, empowered and ready to speak up and stay alive. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice.